And welcome to another episode of Two Medics and One Mic. Your presenters are Imran Lasker and Thrusha Gudwatna. So hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics podcast. My name is Dr. Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. Hi, and I'm Thrusha Gudwatna. I'm a cardiology registrar uh, with a specialty interest in intervention. Hi. Yeah, I mean, you managed to pull that into the other podcast. We had quite an interesting week, didn't we? We were in someone else's podcast for a change, um, The Echo Chamber, which uh, what came out yesterday. It was quite fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, it was kind of a different tact, wasn't it? Like, it was kind of just focusing on, on us. I think, you know, uh, we just need to get ourselves out there as just uh, the amazing people that we are. Do you kind of feel... <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, I saw all these tweets this week, which were, like, talking about us as basically being decent people. And I was a bit like... Oh, no, no, I'm definitely not, you can't, you could definitely can't describe me that way, like, I'm not, I'm horrible. What I don't know, mate, I think you're being harsh on yourself, I, I'd, decide, I'd describe you as a decent person, I mean, we've known hmm. each other for long years, I'd never say that you're not a decent person, but it, I think it's really lovely, like, it's yeah. nice that, I mean, people are saying that kind of thing, and, you know, uh, you know, they're getting to know us, which is also quite nice, and um, I think the difference with yesterday's podcast, it really was just talking about us, really, rather than going through some of the uh, the news of the day. Um, and uh, I think we managed to sort of deal with an issue, didn't we, during that podcast where I felt bad about you dislocating your shoulder and, you know, actually uh, you didn't <laughs> see, feel so bad about it, which is good. I think we managed to, to work through something, hug it out. which is nice. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. kind of did virtually hug it out, yeah, is, uh, is this podcast. Is this one of your famous segues where you're, you're trying to get in the whole me needing to hug it out with Vain Man? Or... <laughs> <laughs> How could you tell? If you're going to do that, you're going to ruin my segues. Um <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, speaking of hugging it out or maybe not even hugging it out, Thrusha, you found yourself in a bit of a hot water this week, didn't you? You uh, really got in there. Well, I think the, the issue started. I mean, I don't want to give this too much oxygen because it's, um, I think it's a bit of an unpleasant person, but um, essentially I saw, uh, oh, hey, when people use the word essentially, as well, what am I doing? Who am I becoming? Um, the, so Claire, uh, Eliza, um, she's a emergency medicine consultant and she tweeted like flippantly just about how she's just curious to know how much child benefit she'd conceivably be entitled to if she applied and she found out that it was ATP and to most people I mean certainly when I saw the tweet I just knew that it was like being sarcastic it was obviously flippant so I thought but then I found I saw it's inevitably through other other channels, isn't it? Because I met this person ages ago, um, but through other people, like I found that he basically subtweeted her, kind of being like, out, outraged, like, oh, like who does she think should pay for her children? Like this kind of uh, this, um, I don't know, just <laughs> miserable outrage. And then, uh, and then <laughs> the amazing thing about this kind of situation is kind of how when people like that get called out and they just play dumb, like I don't, I don't even know what a subtweet is, like you. Can't can't even engage them in kind of like calling them out in hypocrisy if they just claim to have no idea like how you know like the you know uh, the, the sun comes up in the morning and you know like if they, if they just mm. if, if they if you if you're like oh two plus two equals four and they're like no no I, d- I didn't know that then how, where, how can you get anywhere with them and so he kind of did this subtweet and then claimed to not know what it was so when I saw the stuff about this other horrible character or at least this mean-spirited person um mm. who was tweeting silver like silver was talking about um how their the meal time is just like an inclusive thing for their family and how they're like a typical london family who just um love everyone it's like love for mm. all and this person mm. replied with this kind of it's just mean-spirited like this whole oh i'm gonna sit next to you at a dinner party and naturally mm. like people were like 
well, who'd who'd invite you if you're that? I mean, if you look at his feed, it was just completely, completely toxic and horrible. You know, when I saw Selva's thing, it was it looked really nice. It had like this thing saying, you know, uh, love everyone, you know, brights for everyone, you know, well, you know, all these wonderful things. And it was like, yeah, you know, if you this is the dinner party or something, and then this other guy just coming out of nowhere and was like, ugh, I wouldn't sit with you and that. And you think, what what are those things? Could you not be happy with? Like, what yeah. are those those little sentiments there? Yeah. Could you be possibly have a problem with it? Was just the weirdest thing. Totally. I think it's when I saw that, and then I thought, oh, it actually reminds me of that other person. And so then I put this poll out. Um, <laughs> you took out your poll. Yeah, I took out my poll. Yeah, you know my famous poll. And um, <laughs> and then I mean it doesn't take me long, and that's one of the problems I have with Twitter. Like I just sometimes I just put stuff out there and don't think too hard about it. But I remember the thought process in my head was like, this is essentially a subtweet, and this person doesn't know what subtweets are and doesn't obviously think they're like you know a problem. So you know what what issues is this person going to have? It didn't even. Um, mentioned directly it was in a kind of uh, jokey way and then I even deleted mm. it after what like 10 or I think it's 13 minutes to be specific mm. but he obviously still got a screenshot of it and then said what a dick mm. um, I think that's probably fair I probably am a bit of a dick um, but uh, <laughs> I think he missed the I don't think he was talking about he's calling me a dick for the right reasons though if I'm honest I mean what happens when you've got a dick that calls a dick you know, a dick. I mean, is that <laughs> negate and you actually both become nice people? Is that what happens? Yeah, yeah, your dick, yeah, dick <laughs> that squares out. Goes on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I do find him a bit of an odd character uh, because I just imagine that he's, you know, sitting in, in his home. I just don't know whether Twitter's the right place for him. I feel like he probably gets on and just gets riled up by, by everyone mm. on there and then just starts spewing out a lot of hatred. Um, you know, and it's just, it's very odd. Like every now and again, he, he kind of goes quiet for me anyway. And I, I, I mean, I don't follow him. I don't keep up with him. And every now and again, he just, you got you got kind of got these med Twitter people that are, are med Twitter villains. Don't you think? think. And th this guy is like a med Twitter, almost weekly villain. He'll pop out of nowhere. He'll come out of something very, very crazy. And everyone just hates on him for a while. Yeah. And he just doesn't seem to ever take it. Like, you know, there's never anything constructive in the way he takes it. Like people are saying, listen, you should think about what you said and all that kind of stuff. And he just spews out, oh, you know, don't call me Dave. Don't call me this. That's rude. And all that kind of <laughs> And he would just throw it all out. You think, all right, you yeah. know what? You, may, you might need to... Uh, you know, you might need to just get off Twitter. I don't think it's good for your good for your your soul, mate. Like, yeah. it's destroying you I mean, or something. It's interesting because actually, I've seen him having argu arguments with some people, and he goes he goes low really fast. And mm. I remember like one one guy, and I remember particularly taking offence to it. Uh, by association which is where he he just basically was like oh, I can't tell your gender from your name he started going along that line yeah and I remember seeing that and thinking to myself oh that's something that he'd use for me because obviously like I've got like an ambiguous name and mm. uh, I just remember thinking like when people when he like behaves like that you could just see that kind of petulant childish kind of um, mm. uh, kind of personality um, so I, I muted him ages ago but that obviously wasn't enough like so I've blocked him now but yeah. my, hope, my hope is is that I can just avoid any contact with them because the thing is is that trying to engage or discuss I mean people like that just uh waste time on I mean trying to hopefully what comes across from our podcast anyway is that this kind of constant idea of self-improvement like you know kind of reassessing yourself based on what people are saying around you and sort of trying to move on and figuring figuring it out and you know like I just wonder whether someone like this has never ever never asked themselves that question like are you are you an acceptable person at this point in your life that, yeah. I just wonder because they're clearly you know like especially the other guy um, Mike something Man, like it says some of what he was spewing out, like are you gonna he's retweeting like very hateful things. Like mm. I just had a look earlier just to see like what was going on there because we were, you know, coming up to the podcast and it was like, um, these these migrants are riddled with COVID. And you think you 
you know, you kind of completely dehumanize a whole entire, you know, sect of people, migrants, right? Mm. And you're saying they're riddled like they're rats, yeah. you know, that with COVID. And it's just like, you know, how could you, how could you even retweet that? I mean, I can barely read that without feeling a bit sick. Like there's something wrong in that yeah. statement. And you just wonder whether someone like that just doesn't ever wonder, like, are they good? Are they bad? And is this an acceptable place to be? Um, and I find that very, very sad because uh, I, I don't see how anyone could ask themselves those questions and still come out with stuff like that personally. Yeah. Like, I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, he seemed to be like just going after people in a kind of fairly personal way. Like he replied to a, a, um, a transgender person being like, I can't tell what you, know, what you are. Yeah, it's just like really like, yeah. it's just horrible, mean spirited. Just, yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know, I, I find, yeah, I, I, I do think that maybe they should have their own little version of, of Twitter and just sort of... There's Parler, wasn't it? Parler was is that, 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 wasn't is? it? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was for people like that, just to be, hor- you know, just be horrible and just complain about immigrants and stuff. Why didn't they, uh, why did they, I don't know, it's a shame actually. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, that would be, yeah, maybe they should just like, yeah, I don't know, I think it's probably not good for them, maybe yeah. just go away think, and do something else. Yeah, Twitter's too woke for them, I just think, you know, I think we should maybe like crowdfund them, like, just to kind of, <laughs> just be like, there you go, here you go, we'll pay for, we'll pay for you to have lessons and using your iPhone, like, you know, to see how to yeah, use it, yeah, and then off so you go. True. It's so true. I think yeah. that, I mean, there, maybe, I mean, it's a problem that we're not happy with the way that some people express themselves, is that is that the issue, like, because, I mean, we're all talking about, you know, freedom of speech and all this kind of stuff but sometimes there's some there's some levels that you think dude like you need to just stop now i mean is it there's some some, there's some ways of expressing yourself that probably shouldn't go to or i mean do you think it's better they if they've got those feelings they should hide it or do you think it's a good thing that they express these things i think the interesting thing is um i mean freedom of speech i mean like their opinions are free right and there's a Mm. reason why they have no value it's because they have no value and Mm. i think it's it's fine i think they should um I, I think it's, they should have a forum, it's fine, and I mm. think Parler's perfect for them. But I think one of the mm. issues, I think, is, like, with this guy, anyway, he was a bit like, he said, to, so some of my bosses replied, and in, including my educational supervisor, which was, for me, I was like, oh, that made it quite real. But they mm. were all really supportive, and like, oh, you know, Matthews is a nice guy, and, you know, mm. we should think you should take this down, I don't think you should be calling him a dick, like, on Twitter. Mm. And, uh, but he's just, like, doubling down, oh, you should have, like, a quiet word. Like, you know, these people, like, if you have nothing, const- like, if you... I don't know if you can't engage like I mean he basically screenshot me a screenshot a deleted tweet and then it's just kind of mm. put it out there like if you can't take a joke or if you can't I don't know he, even when I like apologize it just didn't even mm. reply so like these people like if they can't engage with people in this kind of talk like what is it that you expect to achieve from these things mm. you just you just want a voice box to like shout stuff into the void but you don't want anyone to say anything back you, you know just to call you out on your shitty opinion you, your then. poll was funny though because you you said who is worse and yeah. actually the person that took the most grief with you was the one that I guess he won I guess he won that because he wasn't yeah. the worst out of the two so he actually did quite well out of that yeah and in retrospect obviously the other guy was way worse I mean like the well I don't know like he did but <laughs> it's like compared well who, who should I mean I get into deep water actually comparing them to other people but this guy was markedly worse he was like transphobic openly mm. racist whereas mm. the other guy I'd say is probably like a bit more kind of He's just mean. He's just a bit obtuse, yeah. Yeah. But you know, looking back on your tweet, a bit of constructive feedback, if I was to do that tweet, I think I would have gone with, who would you rather have dinner with? You know, just be like... (gasps) That would have been a good one. It's not, like, you know what I mean? It's not saying anything's worse, anyone's worse or better. And then I'd have had option three, which would be like, neither, I'd rather starve. 
Uh, you probably just do option three, so should I twerk yet or not? You know, I'm still waiting for your twerk video. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of expressing ourselves through twerking, and because my segues are that terrible, we should talk about how to, uh, how to, how do we express ourselves at work through, Joe? You know, how should we express ourselves Oh, at yes. Work? So this is a reference to the tweets which are about fig, fig scrubs. <laughs> You like how I did that? It was good. Yeah, I love it. It's smooth. I almost can tell. It was like it's like butter, Um, Uh, just 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 like uh, lathered onto the conversation. Well, the thing mm. thing is interesting because I don't have like um, thick scrubs or kind of personalized scrubs, but I know some people who do, and I think they look awesome. But then I'm a bit like, one of the advantages or one of the things I like so much about scrubs is that you can wear whatever you want to work. So like these days, because it's so hot, I'm wearing like shorts and a t-shirt and a baseball cap and I just look like um, like a, a too old rude boy. And wow. um, and cool. then I get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get there and I change I change into my scrubs and it's awesome. Like mm. people will think I'm a doctor maybe. And whereas like, mm. I guess when you bring your own scrubs from home, you are kind of taking that advantage away but you also look mm. awesome like one of my friends has it's like bright, like fuchsia pink like hot pink like scrubs and they look mm-hmm. awesome but i'm like yeah. oh but then you have to take them home and wash them yourself and stuff like what's the advantage in that but yeah, um true. there was quite a lot of there's a lot of opinion what do you think about it um yeah i, th- I saw a few opinions that they didn't like the idea of you know f- f- well i guess scrubs being fashionable or trying to even you know i i find that i mean for me but I- i've said this before like I-, I think i must be a power dresser like i, I am I-, I wear a suit i wear a tie or to work every single day and mm. even when I was a registrar fine I didn't wear the tie but I definitely wore it wore a shirt and a blazer because it made me feel better about like the situation or just the way you know my my overall ability and my ability as a radiologist may be good maybe bad but at least I felt better about the fact that I used to turn up to work and actually made a bit of an effort and I do think that people do treat you slightly differently based on the way that you look and you know for example like um, this is quite funny my when my sister you know qualified as a doctor um, my parents gave me a watch. I, I never really figured out why, but I, I, I mean, asking Quaid, they give me, give me a watch, I'll take that watch. So they gave me this watch and it's a really nice looking watch. It's not a Rolex or anything before everyone starts going on about it, but it's <laughs> a better watch than what I have already, which was like a Casio, you know, that classic Casio thing uh, I was yeah. rocking. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was rocking that. So I was quite pleased. Uh, and um, I started wearing it into work every day because, uh, you know, it's a nice looking watch, a big fancy silver, big, like, brash thing I think it's quite it's not quite my personality but it felt nice that my parents had bought something bought something for me um, uh, and then I remember this consultant walked up to me and said and she goes let me look at that watch and she looked at it and she goes why have you got a watch like that you're a registrar and I was like sorry hmm. and she was like well you know you're a registrar why you got a watch like that and I thought well I didn't really think of it like that but now now you've said that I'm, I'm, I like this watch I'm going to rock it even more you know what I mean like I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm wearing this watch because it clearly has got your attention um, and it just made me feel like it's interesting, like how much people can take away from the way that you dress, the way that you mm. appear. And uh, consistently, you know, since I turn up to work in a, in a shirt and a suit, people are always like, oh, you're a pretty sharply dressed man and stuff. And they, they actually, interestingly, always assume that what I'm wearing is more expensive than it is. In fact, my shoes are from Burton, the suit's from Burton, my shirt is from TM Lewin. Maybe that's fancy, I don't know. But, um, it's just it just makes you feel good that you've you've yeah. made the effort to to turn up to work. I mean, what do it's, you think? It's funny though, isn't it? Because like it's it's increasingly difficult to express that element of your personality as a doctor. Um, mm. I definitely do. I do appreciate the kind of value of like dressing nice. Like I do like I do like to kind of like get dressed up smart. Although these days mm. I've been doing it a lot less because I've just been in research. I'm not really like patient facing that much mm. or as much. Mm. But um, 
it's harder now like you know back in the day you'd see well i don't know like people would wear bow ties or something wouldn't they and i remember like as an f1 trying to like show off i'd wear a waistcoat <laughs> and, oh, did you but, wow nice yeah yeah i know sad isn't it but like you know um you can't really wear watches that much on the ward now because of like infection control so it's harder and harder so i kind mm. of think why what um what is the problem I guess with someone wearing like fancy scrubs, if that's what they want to do, like it's not. Yeah, exactly. It was just. I mean, um, it doesn't mean anything to anyone, but I think it. You know, if it makes you feel good, it makes you feel good. Yeah, they're really expensive though. Um, that's quite. Well, they, I didn't actually check the prices. I just saw, saw it and I saw the discussion. I thought, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to get. I think that maybe I did come in and I said, like, oh, you know, I'm the kind of dude that wears a suit. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> that's just the the way I roll. But like, I remember. Um, like uh, whenever before I got married and stuff, like I used to, I always used to be the guy that wears a shirt to, to work and kind of nicest shoes and stuff. But outside of work, I used to dress like with a t-shirt and jeans and things like that. And actually, we I went to the birthday party of someone, uh, someone from Habs actually, mm. and he lives somewhere very fancy. And you know, we must have been 23, 24. I think no, we're older than that. We're like mid twenties. And I turned up in my shirt, and I think he even turned up in a Back to the Future t-shirt to this yeah, nice. guy's birthday. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And I was wearing these sort of skater, skater trainers. And this was around the time I'd met, you know, uh, my, my wife-to-be. And um, I remember sitting there and everyone was so sharply dressed around me. They were, they were rocking that sort of jeans, blazer and shirt. And they all looked cool. And there I was with this, like, you know, T-shirt and jeans, looking like I completely didn't belong in this party. I completely kind of misinterpreted the, the, the dress code. And I felt so embarrassed. I was like the only dude... You know, literally everyone is dressed super cool and I was the only one wearing this blaze, uh, the, uh, wearing t-shirt and jeans. And I actually went back to, to my wife to become, I mean, she became my wife. And I said, listen, I, I feel like such a plonker. I turned up to this thing and I looked, I just felt like such a fool. And she goes, don't worry, I'm going to sort that out for you. And I had no idea what that really meant. And then after we got married, literally, no joke, mate, my, she went into my cupboard and there were black bags full of clothes. And I was like, what are you doing with my clothes? And she goes, these are all going. I can't believe you still wear this stuff. And my entire wardrobe, my entire wardrobe oh, was no. gone. You're like, not like this, not like yes. this. Yeah, exactly. Literally, I was like, no, no, no. The Black to You t-shirt stays. You don't understand. Yeah. That, that, that is definitely staying and stuff like that. And I was like literally having arguments. Like, no, not this t-shirt, please, please, no. please. But now I'm, I look back and I'm glad. Like, I'm glad that hey, like, really? uh, she's done that. Yeah, I, At I'm she... glad. Because in, she did that to your face, mate. She did it to it. Whereas, like, I'd be, like, going up and looking in my wardrobe and be like, where's this? And she'd be like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's gone. That went ages ago. That went ages ago. And I'd be like, what? You didn't tell me? Well, you know, you, you, haven't, wa- you haven't noticed it in this long, have you? Like, as if that's it. Like, But, oh, uh, yeah, I haven't worn it. But, yeah, I know. I, like, I haven't worn it. But that, I haven't been able to find it. And it's, oh, been this kind of, and it's not worth it. But so many of my clothes went there. So many of my pink shirts, you know, my pride and joys are all gone. But it's so funny. Well, it's, it's, it's it shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I'm, I'm just kidding. I love her really. Obviously, she, um, you know, <laughs> uh, she's, she's a. Uh, but anyway, but the um, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, feeling underdressed thing because I had that exact same experience. Oh, cardio. There was like a cardiology kind of thing which was organised by one of the trainees. He was like, oh, you know, we should get to know everyone from the region. And I always mm. end up regretting these things, and it, because like I go and what tends to happen is everyone just talks about the training I mean like it's stupid for me to think they might speak about other things but I always mm. find that depressing like or talk about how many like angiograms and stuff they've done but we went to this like restaurant and okay. um, I just wore I think I just wore like a sh- I wore a shirt and trousers but everyone was wearing mm. suits and I was and I remember when I was there like obviously I could see that I was underdressed but it shows like what dickheads like cardiology like doctors can be <laughs> that obviously like it's obvious that I'm underdressed but people have to point it out to me as well like it's not only Aww. like so like you're like oh, you're like dressed like you're going to Nando's and you know this kind of stuff and I, and I was like 
What's wrong with going to Nando's? I fucking love Nando's. Nando's is awesome. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. there was just, and it just made me think, like, oh, my God, do I, like, really belong with these people? Because, you know, one day I'm going to have to share, like, an office with these guys and, like, mm. or, you know, I have to go to conferences with them. But, like, to be fair, there are a lot of cardiology registers who I get along really well with. But that's one of the things that does make me feel kind of rather, like, apprehensive about going to these get-togethers is that you're going to be judged on stupid stuff, inconsequential stuff like that. Like, what's mm. it matter, like, what someone wears as long as you don't, you know, see their like bum hanging out or whatever like I just you know they don't want to see my bum I get that but like you know as long as it you know as long as it, like, it just some doesn't make do. any have sense have you seen some, twi- some Twitter people want to see a lot more of you <laughs> this isn't a segue this isn't a segue but like <laughs> but the, my point is is that just why, why would you even like like I don't know unless I'm like blind like I'll know that everyone's wearing a suit and I'm not like but then you have to like point it out it's like when you're sweating yeah. which I also have a problem with sometimes when I get embarrassed <laughs> more than anything and then people are like you're sweating and it's like no shit like I am and that's going to make it better by pointing it out <laughs> thank you um, I'll stop now <laughs> yeah it, it's um, true I mean I, I think actually once I organised um, a get together with some of the radiology registrars and I was the only one that turned up in a blazer and a shirt and stuff and looking pretty smart everyone else turned up in tracksuits and stuff and um I felt like I was the one that was sort of being a bit judgy. But I didn't say anything, obviously, but I was like, man, maybe I'm a little bit different from these guys and stuff. Like, maybe I should, you know, stop doing this. Like, but it, it still means so much for me to dress up a certain way. But you know, it's interesting that you talk about how um, you worry where you, whether you don't fit in with the bigger crowd, the bigger, the bigger community of cardiology, because I felt like that for a really long time with regards to radiologists. Like, and, and to some respects, I still feel like that because of how much of, how annoying I find them to be sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I do work and it sometimes has to be checked by another radiologist and um, they're just annoying. It's mm. like, just get off my case, man. We both know you're being annoying. Get off my case. We both know this is not something to have a conversation about, but they insist on having a conversation about it because they've got nothing else to do. But yeah. actually, I think you do find your crowd. Like, um, I, I, I certainly feel like I found my crowd now. Like, um, the people that I work with, the people I hang out with anyway. So it's yeah. actually really, really nice. And so I think, you know, yeah, there'll be people like that. Uh, and maybe the vast majority of people would be like that, but then that kind of makes you what you, makes you special as well. If you're not going to be like that, you're kind of going going against the trend, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I mean, um, following on do... from this, like the the obsession that certainly with, amongst the cohort with like publishing and stuff, like having you know papers mm. and stuff, and the, the kind of inevitable like kind of um, sharp elbowing about getting in on like mm. a case report or whatever this and that. And uh, it was really interesting to see the kind of response to the thread, which was um, along the lines of saying one of the things that you definitely won't see on your deathbed would be, oh, I wish I'd published more, you know, that, Mm. because because I have heard, like, colleagues say something along the lines of, like, publish or perish, which I think is the the lamest, Mm. one of the lamest things to say ever. Um, And there's this, like, obsession with, like, publications, and the sad thing is is that you see it all the way down to, like, medical students, don't you, because they're, Mm. like, worried about getting jobs, and all they're thinking about is just getting, like, it's just exhausting, like, I see it with my little brother, like, just trying to get to papers everywhere, and it kind of to, to my mind anyway all it kind of leads to is terrible papers because anyone will just turn anything out just to get mm. published somewhere anything anywhere and it's not in any way like driven by passion it's just rubbish mm. you know I, I think the medical i've said this a few times before the medical world is a very weird world to be like i think um when i came went to my first arcp I, that's actually i think i was newly married at that point and then uh, my wife um, saw my CV, and the CV was a few pages long. It wasn't that yeah. long because I don't really do very much. And then um, your wife saw my, your CV. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I was saying to her, do you, want, "Do you want to just have a look at the CV?" Because they've asked me to do CV, and I, I didn't remember. I felt like, "Oh, let's get some opinion from someone who does a different industry that she works in the city." Yeah. And actually, she said, "This is way too long. Like, you, why do you need to have such a 
a long CV and I was like, oh, that's what they need. That's what they want. She goes, oh, and she took it away and she literally cut it down to one page. It was one page. Like it was, she took out a whole lot of stuff and it looked good. I was like, oh, you know, that pretty much explains everything. Let's, do that. Let's go with that. And I turned up to my RCP and they literally picked it up like a leaf off the floor and said, what is this? That's my CV, isn't it? And I said, they said, this is not good enough. I said, well, I mean, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, it's, it's, every, it's everything that I've done. It's all, it's all kind of succinctly there. And they kind of all looked at each other and sniggered like, I think you'll find the medical CVs need to be a few more pages than this, Imran. I was yeah, like, yeah, but if it's saying the same thing, what, yeah. what's the issue? And they were like, no, no, I think you need to go back and you need to really think about how you're going to pad out this CV. This is not acceptable. And thankfully for me, one of the other people in the ARCP said, sorry, do you mind if I just butt in? Do you have a relative or someone that works in the city by any chance? And I was like, yeah, that's my wife. And she goes, did they look at this? I was like, yeah, yeah. And they went, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, look, in the city, you want to cut things down. In, re in medicine, you want to pad things out, even if it says the same thing. So you do yeah. need to go back and pad this out. And you're thinking, what a weird place to be, you know, what, what is that? And um, it just feels like, that. what, you, you're better than me better than me because you've got more pages to your CV? What's that? Well, I don't know what do you think. Yeah, well, do you see that tweet that was about kind of needing to have lots of achievements outside of medicine? Like there was this person who tweeted about mm. needing to do like ma marathons and all these extra things. And it was kind of along the lines of you need it to be like a balanced person, but you also mm. need it to like ha to have an output but you also mm. like it was just really weird like you know it's like oh you know you can't just it can't just be like picking up your children from school you need to have all mm. these other things as well what do you what do you mm. think about i mean padding it is one thing but kind of needing mm. to i don't know but uh have, have uh i don't know climbed mount everest and stuff i mean you you climbed something didn't you yeah, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that because, um, you know, obviously, you know, that I chanced the whole radiology thing. I didn't really think I was going to make it in. And, um, you know, it came to the, uh, so, you know, someone said you need to get a portfolio together. I said, what, what on earth are you talking about? What's a portfolio? You've got to put all your achievements into something. Literally, I had nothing. Like, I, I didn't get involved with anything, right? So then I remember I was thinking, okay, what should I do? And I took a photo of my, my trip to Mount, Mount Kilimanjaro. I, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro back in second year med school. And uh, it was quite an achievement for me. And I found mm. that really tough. So I put it in there as like, you know, extracurricular activities. Literally, my, my folder was like four pages long. It was the most ridiculously short thing coming up to this interview. And I felt like I was really out of place because other people turning up with folders. They literally have folders worth of stuff. And I literally yeah, had this no. one bit. It was completely, I thought, what? there was no chance I'd get into this. And then we got to the portfolio station and then they opened it up. And, um, you know, it was so, it was actually really embarrassing because they were like, okay, so have you printed out your MSFs, which is the multi-source feedback? It's like, what? So did you print that out? I, like, I didn't know I had to print that out. And they're like, well, you, you know, it does say you need to print this out. I was like, well, sorry, I didn't print it out. And I thought, well, that's a disaster, isn't it? Like, you know, it's not going to work very well, is it? And um, then they got to the page of the Mount Kilimanjaro thing and they were serially, you know, suddenly went, oh, you, you did, that's really interesting. So we ended up having a nice conversation about it. What's your extracurricular activities and all that kind of thing. But when I look back on it, I did that because I wanted to do it. Mm. It had nothing to do with CV, it had nothing to do with trying to become a more rounded person. I did it because I wanted to, well, that's not entirely true. My friends wanted to do it and I went with them and it was a good experience and I'm glad I did it. But um, I just find it really weird that there's this pressure and I, I see that from other people who want to apply to medicine or anything in particular. And I used to run a website on how to get into radiology and people used to email me saying, look, you know, uh, what, what, what can I do to pad up my CV? But they were looking for that, that big hitter. What was that one thing that will make them get the thing that they want? And in reality, there's never going to be that one thing that gets you what you want. And I guess what worked for me in the end was I, I, I chat a lot. People seem to, they, they like that. And so on those chatting stations, I did well. On the portfolio station, I didn't do so well. And I don't know what to advise someone 
someone when you know they're looking for that killer thing on that CV that's going to make them get what they want. And I don't think there is that one that one thing, is there? Like you can well, get all the publications you want, but that might not equal what you what you want in the end, no? Wasn't there a key like to like having stuff? I mean, you can make something of anything, really. I mean, like, mm. um, I think it's there is a cultural problem where, as you say, like there is this kind of need to have all these other things, and shouldn't it be shouldn't it be normal to kind of just have it as a job and just kind of have a life outside? Even if, like, when you finish work, you just go home and watch Netflix and you know have a takeaway. Like, is that is that the end of the world if you do that? Exactly. I mean, that's um, all you all want to do, don't we? Unless you really enjoy papers. I mean, you have to yeah. be a certain kind of person who actually enjoy. If you enjoy papers, you actually enjoy it. Then you go ahead and do that. Knock yourself out. But yeah. I kind of get the feeling most people don't. They they're kind of doing it because they have to. Yeah, you know, yeah like, totally. You know, and I just don't think it's necessarily good. It's like the audit and stuff, isn't it? Like people do it because they have to, and I just don't think it necessarily raises the bar for audit, does it? Like having it, making it kind of almost mandatory that you have to do it. And um, you've got to do it in your own time as well. I mean, well, yeah. as a trainee, you do anyway. As a consultant, you get a little bit of time back, but yeah. What do you think about that paper where that person proposed in the acknowledgements? That was the cutest <laughs> thing in the world, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But don't you think it was just like, yeah, so basically someone had published something, and at the very end, they had written the message, will you marry me to, you know, Catherine or someone called Catherine. It was like, it was really sort of like nerdy cute, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have all the ways to propose to someone you propose through a research paper. If if I'd have done that, there's no way, like, Joe wouldn't have even read it. She wouldn't have gone that it, far. She'd have been like, I, I was literally about to say the same thing, because sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, do you mind checking something I've done? I'll have a look, and it, it will take them weeks. It was like, yeah, yeah, I'll look at it, I'll look at it, I'll look at it, I'll look at it. Yeah, and you just know that there's never going to get read. They're never going to see it, and uh, your your yeah. proposal is going to sort of get lost in the ether. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I find that too actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I, if I'd have done it, if I'd have proposed, it'd have to be like the abstract or the title, because anywhere beyond that, <laughs> she wouldn't have read it. There's no way. Like, uh, acknowledgements. Oh my god, that's just about the references. There's no, it should have been like this. Yeah. Is way too, this is way it's too so long. True. Just cut. What basic? What are you trying to say? Come. On, what do you want? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it reminded <laughs> me of someone that had. Um, yeah, did you see this? Where they'd actually um, got wire. And they put it underneath a T-shirt or something, saying "Will you marry me?" And when I got an X-ray, uh, and you know, when the person took the X-ray, they saw that "Will you marry me?" And I was like, "There's, a, there's a few problems here. You know, who let that scan? Who let that scan through? Yeah. And you know, surely there's a radiation risk. Is that what you really want?" But it was, uh, it was cute. It was cute. When I mean, yeah, apart from the whole radiation risk thing, and you know, maybe a waste of resources, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it was very, very cute. And I think I probably would have turned a blind eye to a, a cute little thing like that. But I thought it was nice. I thought it was nice that you don't, yeah, you don't get cute. enough of that kind of cuteness in medicine don't you think especially when it comes to papers because a lot of the time we hear about you know someone falling out with someone someone hang a go at someone uh, or someone you know pulling someone else off the paper because they they're trying to they're trying to get ahead and get themselves as um you know first author but mm -hmm. it, it was just nice to see to see that does that i mean did you see that tweet from um the a Welsh IT consultant was it Welsh Gash Gastock who was talking about how when you talk to one another right there's just too many protocols and why can't we just refer from one person to the other just like human beings like mm -hmm. why, why is nobody and he like said it like it's this kind of like flashbulb moment like why hasn't anyone thought of that why hasn't anyone <laughs> thought of that Imran why haven't we, why oh, haven't we done that I mean but the thing is that we talk we talk about it the other day like when you get a referral you like to have quite a verbose referrals don't you you want to know about how yeah. they made their chicken you know or three, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. Meat, three meat salad or whatever you, you want to have I don't know <laughs> uh, but these for me like I, I, you know, I just, I just want to. I mean, I'm obviously very polite and say, "Hey, how's it going? Yeah, could fine, you know." But I don't expect them to tell me how the day really is. 
I don't you know, just tell me what it is and we'll, we'll get it done. So um, I, I assume that what they're really talking about is like how sometimes we can be quite condescending in the way that we, mm. we ask for things maybe. Is that the, the issue? Uh, and it actually reminds me of when I was a radiology registrar, I remember this guy walked in and he must have been an F2. <laughs> and uh, what was meant to happen is that someone's meant to come in with this form, I sign the form, they walk around and just give it to the radiographers next door and then this, form, this guy gets done. And this guy walks in and straight away you can tell there's a bit of an air about this guy, there's something, something a bit off. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he kind of looks around like, you know, looks around the office and thinks, all right, whatever. He looks at me and goes, are you the radiologist? He's like, yeah, man. And he's like, can you sign this piece of paper, please? And I was like, I think you've got to do a little bit more than that, mate. What's going on? And he just just sign it. And I was like, no, you know, and I, I normally, I, you know, I, I do. I was always going to sign it, but I just thought it was a bit, a bit off the way he was coming across. And I was like, listen, mate, like, just just tell me what's going on, and we can discuss it and figure out what's the right scan for you. And he goes, Ugh. he literally went, oh no. <sighs> yeah all right fine so then he explained it and i was like yeah reasonable request yeah no worries so i signed it he, he literally threw the form at me so it kind of flew across <gasps> and it landed on my lap and i thought that's a bit disrespectful isn't it and then i signed it and then he walked off and I went oh, hang on mate and he just walked off and i was like fine i'll go around and drop it to the uh the radiographers like oh we'll my like god this person's not engaging uh, yeah i just fine. and then the same person turned up not so long not a few weeks later and then he wanted some sort of gastrographin uh, study. Mm. And we were trying to figure out whether this is a correct study. Maybe we should just go straight to CT because it sounds mm. like the patients are quite unwell. And literally he looked down and said, my consultant wants it. And we were all <laughs> like, is this real? Like, yeah. what's going on? And I said, and I, I think I went, mate, are you okay? Said, my consultant wants it, wants it right now. And I, I was, was like, it like, I... like a cookie monster. <laughs> Yeah, he was, I mean, he was a bit, yeah, anyway, no, I won't say that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, I just found it really weird, like, his interaction was, like, I guess he must have really thought so low of, of me and what we do, that this was his level of interaction, I've asked for something, you do it, this is not my problem, I don't care, and yeah. this guy's an F2, and my, my consultants got very upset, and they ended up reporting him to their, their consultants, and it went quite far, actually, you know, where he actually had to get talked to about his attitude towards other medical professionals and I don't think so was there the a... only people that was on the receiving end of this oh, kind of behaviour so mm. he clearly had a problem so obviously he thought that he was above a lot of people the you know the biochemists the radiographers and it was a kind of a long line of being rude to multiple people that he didn't deem as proper doctors or and anyone that wasn't a doctor he would look down upon and treat them very very badly and I think that got called up on I don't know what happened to me, and he probably became an orthopod. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, I went there. God. I went there. God. Yeah. So, um, but you know, talking about the way that you know we treat each other, there was something that you saw through that you wanted to bring up, where one someone um, may have had a bit of an inappropriate comment thrown their way about their, their so, anatomy. Yeah, so a colleague yeah. at work, he his um, a, another so a person at work, his colleague came up to him and said, oh, should I do the accent? But I mean, it was something along the lines of like, <laughs> I'll stay away from accents. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> what, you, you do all the time? But it's something along the lines of like, raw, you've got like a big batty or something. And so the guy he's talking about... Um, okay, now, he, now can you do it in the accent? I want to hear you say that. That was the accent, we're in about. Oh, was the accent. But I think it's interesting because my initial and response by, is, by, by batty, what do you mean? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, bum. Bum. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Backside so, behind. Okay. Yeah. So someone came up to someone and said, "Look, you've got a big, a big behind." Okay, yeah. Cool. But I think in a good also, way or a bad way, because that's a good well, thing. Well, I think that's it's open to interpretation, isn't it? And I think you've got to mm. gauge your audience. But I think the fact, the choice of words used was raw and batty, which is also mm. perhaps uh, pandering to certain stereotypes. And um, oh, I, I think okay. if you'd have picked, if you'd have picked 
I don't know, like, he seemed to obviously find it funny. He, put, he posted it because he thought it was, like, a funny interaction. Whereas, like, some people were like, whoa, that's well out of order. Including myself, I was like, wow, that's out of order. Because if you don't know that person well, then I think it is out of order. But he's like, oh, no, no, it's, like, meant in jest and stuff, and it's the truth and all that. And it made me think, actually, of um, a time when I was in F1, and uh, I was on a respiratory team, and it was um, all women. And um, I was, like, this is my first ever, like, medical job. And um, there was a lot of, like, stuff that was said towards towards me that was like banter I guess like I you know I don't have like a problem with it or whatever but I like I remember one like episode in particular where like a patient made a female patient made like some comment about how she'd feel better if I got into bed with her and like the, the oh. like, yeah, yeah yeah literally and then the moment like the team were like laughing and I was like <laughs> 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 like you know you know we still got this whole bay to see and like she said that in front of everyone like this is horrendous oh. um but that <laughs> isn't so actually cringe. yeah cringe but that isn't the example that I had like once I was like so you know we had like a kind of notes trolley that you know as the F1 mm. that would be my job to like push that around <laughs> the little trolley can you imagine all that education results in yeah, yeah. It's pushing you the get trolley around. yeah quick 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 like ward round like you know that's what I'd be writing that's what that medical training had prepared me for but like I was just leaning over the trolley and the SHO and the other team this um she came and slapped my bum so hard literally went I mean it's like such a loud noise that people <laughs> all went on their heads and watched and I feel like they're all watching me because I think everyone knew, you know, like when you all make eye contact with one another and you all know that something's happened and <laughs> your, your exact response to this is going to just flavour where where things are going to go from there on. My reaction at that moment, I, I didn't know what to do because <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. Like we'd never had, we weren't like, you know, we were just kind of like friends. I wouldn't say we we're particularly close, but you know, we were, you know, we were like tourists, but we weren't at the bum slapping stage, or at least so I thought. But she oh, there's a stage to get to. Okay, I think so. Well, I'm we hadn't got I got there through sure. Okay, <laughs> carry on, yeah. Give it time, give it time. But like, um, we're only 11 episodes in. But the thing was, is that I was just like, I didn't even know what to do. And I remember like making this, like thinking I need to diffuse this because I knew that it was, it was wrong. But I could see it on her face. Then immediately in that split second, she was like, oh, this is regret. I could see it like a regret. Like what, what's happened? What have I done? And so I did this laugh, which was like a cut. It was like that noise. Because <laughs> I was like, I need to diffuse this. Laugh. Go on, laugh, Tarush. Laugh. <laughs> no, not like that. Laugh. And oh I was just, God. it was horrendous. It was so bad. And oh we just didn't my. say anything. We just like carried on. But like, I was just, and you know, like when I get embarrassed, I just start to sweat. So I just remember like, I was just like sweating. Like, oh my God. Like, what, what am I, do I say something? Do I say, oh, don't worry, that was fine. Or I don't know. Oh, I was leaning yeah. over that trolley. Like, what was I supposed to say? I didn't know. What's the etiquette on that when someone slaps your bum? I mean, I don't the thing know. is, like, I, let me ask you, like, what if the gender the gender roles were reversed here. A guy had yeah. done that too. I mean, don't you think people would have been uproar? Like, I, I think that's probably, is that the same same level or is that something that, you know, is, am I right uh, in saying that? I don't know, yeah. what do you think? I just feel like it's a complicated issue here. It's complicated, isn't it? Well, I think that, is complicated. That, yeah. that, I think that, that problem though, there's obviously like a power differential is it, between a man and a woman. And I think mm. like as a man, like there's a kind of physicality and whatever, like mm, when we, we make, yeah, and, yeah, and, we, yeah. and we make women feel unsafe. Whereas I think that other mm. way around, like I never felt, even though she slapped my bum really hard, but like, I didn't feel Did like, <laughs> Not in like not in a bad way, but like the point oh, is, wow, okay. <laughs> but no, my no, point is yeah. I never felt like threatened, and I think that's the point, yeah. isn't it? Like oh, I don't yeah, feel like I, someone's going to overpower me. I don't feel like if there was a situation where like I felt uncomfortable, like where I felt like I was going, you know, uh, I was, you know, do I mean? Like I felt like mm. I still had control. Whereas I think that that's an issue which wouldn't 
uh, it would be much more tenuous if it was the other way around. Like, yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's true. So, that's true. so I think from that perspective, like, fine. Um, my point, mm. I guess, my point isn't so much about that. Like, whatever. Like, mm. she obviously, she thought, you know, it was, a, it was a joke. She was just mucking about. Is that is it? Mm. Like, a, you know, and uh, she, like, she was someone I considered a friend by the end. But like, it was just weird, like, knowing that everyone was like watching and being like, okay, so how Maybe do I make the scene less weird? And it's just again, like, with that person saying raw, you have a big batty. Like, were there other people there? And like, what? And these mm. situations, like, if you did that, like, when you, when it came to Twitter and just saying that in black and white, how mm. people are like, whoa, that is inappropriate, and how like nuance doesn't translate that well on Twitter, does it? I mean, I don't know why this reminds me of this particular situation that happened with me, and I don't know. What, I don't. Know, it's just really when you said that, it really reminded me of when I was um, an F two and I was doing a surgical like late shift, and I just got, I went to the wards and I was writing something, and this nurse was like, uh, you know, sitting opposite me. And then I was writing away, and then she asked me, you know, you, you know, how's it going? And I was like, sorry? She said, how's it going? I was like, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to finish up soon, so I'm looking forward to getting home. I'm pretty tired. Do you have anything else for me to do? And she goes, oh, what are you up to tonight? I was like, um, ah. you know, and, but that's the thing. This is how, like, you know, I, I, I didn't know what she was talking about. I was in the middle of doing something, and she was like, I said, I'm, I'm just going, you know, I've got nothing. I'm going to go back to uh, my place and probably just play some computer games. And I was really into, get, I was getting into Call of Duty at that yeah, point. Okay. So I was really, really enjoying that. Uh, and I didn't think that was the appropriate time to talk about Call of Duty. I didn't get the feeling that she'd be into that. And then she was like, <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, I'm going to go home, but I'm a bit low, alone right now. And I thought, oh. I don't know what's going on here. And then I sort of kept quiet. And then she goes, you know, sometimes like uh, anything would do. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and I was like, huh? and I thought, you know, I looked around trying to think that she must be talking to someone else. There's no, there's no chance <laughs> to talk to me. And then there was no one else. And I was like, can you say that again? She said it again. And I was like, no, wow. okay, fine. So I def- yeah. yeah, I definitely heard her right. And I, and I said to her, you know, maybe you should be careful who you say that around. Is that what and you I said? Think that, yeah, no, oh, no, no I, just, I just think that maybe that's not the right thing to say. And she went, and she looked at me like really weird. And I thought, I feel weird. What do I do now? So I just left. I, I just, I just had to get out of there. I was just completely like, you know what? I, I, I don't know what the situation is. I went to write the notes. I'm not. I, you know, I just found that really, really. And, I, and this is the thing. Like, I, I guess even to this day, in, in some social circumstances, I find it very difficult to know what the right thing to say is. And now looking back, I probably should sort of diffuse the situation. You know, maybe she was coming on to me. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I shouldn't have been so weird about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. The problem is, like, I think she shot her shot, didn't she? And I was wrong with that. I guess, like, you didn't feel threatened. Or did you? I just felt maybe uncomfortable. You just didn't know how to react. You were flattered though, right? Well, no, I, I took me eight. You know what? I, I didn't even realize for a long time that that was what was going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I went back home. I played Call of Duty. Maybe a few weeks went by and I was living with my flatmate. And then I said to him, oh, by the way, this thing happened to me. And he went, dude, like, what? was this the night where you came back and you were really late and you want to play Call of Duty? I said, yeah, man. And he goes, I don't know what to do with you sometimes in my life. <laughs> You're a waste of space. And I was like, oh, okay, oops, I didn't really pick up on that. Anyway, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know, pick up this on this stuff. Like I kind of, yeah, have blinkers on when I go to work a lot of the time, actually. I just get my you work just, done and get out. You're just of it. all about the job, aren't you? You're just like this consummate professional. <laughs> Especially now. I mean, if yeah, my job is looking at a screen. Like, there's no screen going to talk back to me. You know, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Just to report away and. Um, you know, I think it's good that I enjoy, you know, like, I think these things can make work enjoyable in some ways, like when you have a bit of banter and you get along with people. Yeah. But then we saw someone that, you know, got into trouble for being, what, too happy? Yeah. Did you see that? Someone complained to a receptionist, didn't they, saying that she was too kind of like jaunty when she uh, went up and spoke to her. 
Um, have you ever seen... Was it a patient that complained about it? or was I think it so, like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a patient, ashamed. wasn't it? I've seen that Maybe. happen, though. I've seen that happen, like, certainly, like, you know, you have areas where, like, um, you'll see, like, a patient, you'll come up to, like, the nurse's station, and uh, mm. you might be, and then you'll see, like, a couple of nurses talking together. And, you know, it might be like they're doing handover and whatever, but they're kind of doing it in a kind of, like, jovial way. And sometimes you get the impression that maybe a relative or whatever will be like, well, don't you have work to do? Like, you know, mm. um, and I always kind of think that idea that people have to be just kind of completely straight edge and kind of serious the entire time seems kind of exhausting. Like, that's kind of like an idea that people have in their own minds for them. Maybe they should have a sign up saying, like, no smiling zone. And maybe that's <laughs> yeah, what they should you have. You walk, you're smiling. Hey, this is really funny. You get there. It's like, yeah, so a solemn face, walk through, walk through, walk through, and then you get to the end of the no smile zone, and yay, having a great time at work again. So I, I don't know what people want. I, maybe they're having a bad day and they don't want anyone else to have a good day. You know, maybe that's what it is. But surely when you're having a bad day, you want someone around that's kind of happy. I mean, you never had that situation where you're working somewhere, it's a little bit miserable, but you've got someone that just makes it fun because they're a fun person. They're really chatty and friendly and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I find know. that really, I find that really nice when you got someone like that. You know, that you can. Yeah, get their I guess energy. on the, I guess on the other side, like I do have a friend who remembers quite well when she was given like a, um, like a, a ser- like a serious diagnosis, and she was in a bay, and then she kind of then, um, I think it was like a nurse and doctor came and spoke to her. And then the nurse mm. kind of immediately went to another patient in the bay and was like joking about something. And mm. um, it's not that she felt like angry or something with the nurse, but I think in that moment, well, she said to me anyway, like in that moment, I felt like it, it, made, it made the conversation that she just had seem mm. like a bit more like um, procedural and robotic because mm. you could see that it was like fake solemnity because they'd just kind of switched back to being kind of cordial mm. and and mm. so I think it kind of ruined that the the gravity or it kind of just made it feel insincere um so I, I guess I don't I don't know what the right thing is to do because we're not like but I mean, since... the problem here is that you've got curtains isn't it uh, yeah but kind of splitting and because if there was no curtain as a wall where you couldn't hear each other then what's the issue because you know for me and you like when you're breaking bad news you may have done that you know twice three times that week imagine if you're an oncologist or Someone that is, uh, you know, this is your bread and butter work, like breaking bad news. You know, it hasn't worked. The treatment hasn't worked. But you're not going to suddenly, you know, like for the rest of the day, have a bad, you know, bad day and, you know, feel sad about it and go listen to like some depressing songs. Right. Like this is part of your work. And so I think what we what we don't realize is that, you know, when someone comes in with a health problem, that's the biggest thing in their in their life right now. That's the biggest thing that's going to happen. But for you, it's just another thing. It's just another person, another another person to break bad news, and you move on with your life. And it, I guess that's difficult for someone who's had such terrible news dropped to them, don't you think? And um, it's that I, I think you know may, maybe maybe they should give people I don't know I don't know like um, a space, a place to break that news and give them someone to sit for a while by themselves. I don't know what the right thing to do is because. I mean, what else can you do in that situation? Yeah, some places do have choir rooms, don't they? Where supposed to go. Mm. I mean, they often end up being commandeered to be something else. I don't know, like the VT assessment room or something. But mm. they often are. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. They're like there are supposed to be places like that, but I don't know if they're like well utilized. But I think it's all. You're, I mean, you're right. I think there's there are the times where we have to be kind of like comforting and things, and we have to, even though it is just a job. 
like we have to remember that part of the the job is to provide like emotional support and that and sometimes it means like mirroring the emotions or at least kind of like absorbing some of the emotions of the people that we're talking to i mean that's certainly something but it sounds like that's what happened there but the problem is they moved on so quickly emotionally Mm -hmm. right and mentally they moved on so quickly whereas a person but left behind they can't do that because it's it's a big deal for them right how how do you move on from from something like that and and the problem is because they probably maybe should be taken to somewhere else where they're by themselves, at least given some time by themselves away from a big ward. Because, you know, imagine like, I mean, you know, it might happen at some point in our lives, but giving bad news on the ward and then having the curtains open and now you're open to everyone and you could be crying, feeling bad, feeling sad. And you're now, you know, essentially in public again. It's not an easy, easy thing to do. But then as health professionals, we can't sort of, you know, feel down every time something like that happens, every time someone get, has bad news, you can't, you can't, you know, let that affect you because we've almost got to be, sort of, be able to move so quickly. And that actually brings us on to this person that you, did you see, like, I, I kind of felt maybe something, something else going on with this person. Like they were, some GP out there had done this video about why they quit. And they were talking <laughs> about how it's been a year of lies and they can't take these lies anymore. And it's now time for them to quit and come clean about the lies. Did you see that, Thrusha? Did you see that? Yeah. The thing was with that video, like, someone, I think it was tweeted by this, account, this anonymous account. Um, and I was watching it. And I, I kind of, to begin with, it was about a GP that had quit. So I was like, oh, you know, like, this is, is it, I think the statistics, like, three of them are quitting a day or something. And I was mm. like, oh, you know, I should watch this. Like, um, And this guy's, like, talking. And um, I couldn't get over how he just kept smacking his lips. It really annoyed me, mm. and it made it very difficult mm. for me to understand what he was talking about. Yeah. It's like on like Radio Four, like where these people are talking. And you're like, please, just have a drink of, water. just have a sip of water, because it will just it'll smooth everything over, and then I'll be able to listen to what you're saying. But literally, just go like, and ivermectin. We all know ivermectin, and uh, and he was just like doing mm. that, and I was like, mate, what are you on about? And he started talking about all this weird stuff, and I was like, this is really zany. Like he doesn't look very well, mm. and um, mm. what is going on? He's quit, and I didn't really understand why. And he's like talking about some conspiracy, and he's like, everyone knows about it. And I was like, everyone, who, what, what, what does everyone know? Because I don't know. Tell me, what does everyone mm. know? And he wouldn't say, mm. but he said ivermectin. No, I, I just couldn't get over that noise. And, and I know how Joe feels, because she's always put, um, pointing out how I make loads of noise when I, uh, when I eat. So that's obviously it's what That's it amazing was. you say that, because Rob, yeah, my wife always says that too. She's always like, oh, you know, sometimes she's like, can you go somewhere else and eat, please? Just go somewhere else. <laughs> And sometimes I feel like saying, do you want me to go breathe somewhere else too? Is that what you want? Maybe maybe you're taking too much oxygen in the room right now and it's taking it away from you. Is that what's happened? I can't even, you know, one of the basic functions of a human being is to eat. And now you're saying I'm not eating correctly that in a way that pleases you. So should I just stop eating? Yeah, I should empathize with this guy more. I know what he's going through. Uh, But what was he actually on about? Do you know? Are you in another secret? No, I mean, it, it sounded like he was, yeah, I mean, he clearly, I, I kind of got the feeling he's not well, because when I looked at his profile, it sounded like he was quite, you know, well-educated. He had a lot of a lot of things going for him. And um, and you think to yourself, well, I mean, with those kind of accolades, how'd you come to that conclusion? Like, you should have some sort of, how'd you come to the conclusion that there's some sort of big conspiracy, there's a big lie that, you know, we're holding back treatment of COVID, like... I mean, that, that, what we're all in together, do we all have a meeting? And this is what I find consistently crazy, that like people genuinely feel that like 
the medical profession are in cahoots with one another. It's bonkers, we're isn't it? We, thing. Yeah. we can't even agree on like whether we should have like um, personalized scrubs or not. Like literally, like <laughs> we can't agree on that. Like, are we going to agree on like I don't know, getting everyone to have vaccinations because I don't know um, Scientology or something? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. It's like we can't agree on anything. Can't get anything done properly. And all of a sudden, we've all got together. The entire world of medics have got together to try and you know push push COVID on. And what? For what benefit? Well, we like Thanos now. We want every yeah. every other person to disappear. I'm literally seeing it like yes, yes, yes. This is exactly what we wanted. Yeah, it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Absolutely, yeah. it's like COVID is the worst. I hate it. I wish it never come. It's ruined everyone's lives. Like we just want you know, just want to be able to like hug people and eat pick a mix and just you mm. know go to the cinema, just do loads of stuff and you know not have to think about washing my hands every thirty seconds. My hands are raw. I'm sick of it. But you know, <laughs> we're not in. This is not happening. We're not in cahoots. We just want. It to yeah. Be, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I think about. some people are just going to always think it's a conspiracy. And actually, I saw. Did you see that Reddit thread where I think someone was trying to a doctor was trying to get a patient to take the the vaccine, and the patients are coming out a whole load of spewing all this stuff about oh, you know, the Russians in, you know, all this stuff. About, you know, it's uh, a big conspiracy, yeah. Yeah. And then that person said, "What if the Russians didn't want you to take the vaccine?" And they went, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, amazing. and they took the vaccine. Ah, this is <laughs> Talk that's about how I, for the greater good. That's yeah. amazing. That's how I approach Lily, actually. That's why I was, you know, I'm trying to get into jujitsu, and I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. you shouldn't do jujitsu because, and then just maybe. So you basically just, for anti vaxxers, you have to use reverse <laughs> psychology like you would do for yeah, a boy. Exactly. The conspiracy is they don't want you to take the vaccine. Ah, that's a conspiracy. That's, that's what's amazing. really going on, mate. That's thinking it's on smart, the spot. isn't it? Maybe that's what we should be doing to yeah. try and get people just to take this vaccine, which, uh, you know, anyone out there, if you're not thinking about taking it, please. Please take it, please. Otherwise, I, don't start show. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, that's it. I think we should end the episode there. We we're actually at time, and I think that's a nice oh, thing to we? end yeah. on. Okay, take the vaccine, cool. yeah. and so we can get out of this, and we can all have pick and mix. We can all share yeah, popcorn. We could have a med Twitter get together and just chill out physically and meet up or something. Yeah, and I'll have one giant box of popcorn, and we'll all eat out the same same bag, and we'll eat it. And then no, no, it sounds rank. Actually. Yeah, and you can eat some half my donut if you want to. <laughs> oh, That'd nice. Be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think speaking of getting get together, we we've had a good few weeks of having some really fantastic guests haven't we we um we've had a good run of having some really really fun uh, fun people and um, no doubt we will be bringing on more people i think some of you are waiting for that dm it's that famous dm from Tarisha, oh, and you don't yeah. know if that dm comes your way you don't know what it's going to be it could be one of two things and hopefully it's an invitation to the show so um <laughs> oh, yeah yeah so if you do see a dm from uh, from Thrusha, he's the one that's going to be getting people it. yeah either don't open it because i mean it depends on what you want if you want to see a big a big uh, a big batty then maybe maybe you will <laughs> open that and if you don't want to see that then uh, it's your at your own risk open yeah, that message you. Um, um, but yeah I think we do have a few people that we do want to bring on and thank you so much for the people that did come on as always thank you for all the people that do listen to us did you know through should we hit 21,000 downloads as of today it's mind-blowing you know i told yeah. my dad about it today that's how big it is like i don't t- usually tell my dad about stuff like this i told him and he goes oh when you hit a million then we'll be talking i'm like thanks dad oh thanks dad <laughs> yeah you know what <laughs> I noticed that actually right. on on Apple on Apple podcasts we've actually got you know fourteen ratings five star ratings and I thought at first <gasps> this must be family family friends, yeah, one, friends. one four not four zero these must be family friends but now I'm not so sure like these aren't no. just our friends you know these aren't people that we know no. I mean, some of them 
Don't jinx it. People will... away. Yeah, don't yeah. jinx it. People will start raining. Okay, no jinx it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Mm. Like it's it's completely balmy, and people are watching me jig and dance and all That's that horrendous. Kind of stuff as well. It's uh, yeah. you love it, Thrusha. Come on, yeah, you love it. True, and I'm waiting true. for your dance, and the, the whole world is waiting for you to twerk. That's what that's what people need. I'm gonna do another poll. I'm gonna show you my poll. That's what's gonna <laughs> okay. happen now. Of okay. you, of you, like what kind of twerk we should do, and I'm not gonna include myself this time. So there's only one option. Oh Thrusha is definitely dancing on the next on the next uh, TikTok that we do. Cool. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thank you, as always. And we'll, yeah. we'll catch you next week. Have a good week. All right, then. Bye. And you've been listening to Two Medics and One Mike with Imran Lasker and Thrusha Gwadna. Thank you for listening.